0: It's one thing to be different. It is another thing absolutely completely to make a difference. Now, people these days might walk away from church because they just can't see the difference that the church makes in the world or even in their own eyes, for that matter, their own lives. Others might stay away completely from church for the very same reason. What difference does it make? For me, what difference does it make in the world. In fact, years ago when Gandhi was the spiritual leader of India, he was asked by some missionaries, what is the greatest hindrance to Christianity in India? And you know what his reply was? Christians. Ooh, yikes. Sometimes it's difficult to distinguish Christians from the rest of the world if we are honest with ourselves. These salt and light word pictures won't let us get away with that. They presume that the world and the church are different. And so if we as Christians are the salt of the earth, then the earth must need some kind of preserving. It must need some flavor. And if we are the light of the world, then the world must be a very dark place that is in need of light. And what is so heartening about Jesus' salt and light metaphors is his absolute and utter confidence that his followers are, in fact, making a difference in the world. And this confidence is amazing considering Jesus' first audience when he was preaching this sermon and using these words, because his hearers at this point are a very unlikely group of influencers and a very small group at that. There's no skepticism here, though, from Jesus about some kind of irrelevant church or a church that's turned in on itself. Jesus declares Christians to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Not some kind of future hope, but he says, that's what you are right now. This is a present reality. Salt and light. This is who we are. Remember how Popeye put it so well? I am what I am, and that's what I am. We are salt. We are light. That's what we are. Jesus declares it to be. And underneath those two word pictures is a very deep love and a very deep concern for the world. The church does not hate the world. God does not hate the world. In fact, our creator God has gone out of his way to preserve the world, and to enlighten the world. In fact, government was God's own idea to hold the world together, to keep it free from chaos. And the home, our families, were also God's idea to bring order and beauty to human relationships. God has this amazing love for his creation. He wants to see good order. He wants to see good relationships. He wants to see love and light in the world which is why an isolated church is not God's intent. It's in in this sense that we need to hear the salt and light metaphors describing the church. God has put his church on earth not to blend into it. God has put his church here to save it, to work through it. We are here for the world. Just as Christ was here for the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's why the isolated church or an isolated church was never the way God intended it to be. Not long ago, there was a, a member of a church in the Midwest, it was a declining church, who said, I know that we won't be here for very long, but I just want our church to be here long enough so that those of us who are here and are left are able to be buried in our church's cemetery. How's that for a mission statement of a church? Not too good. The statement is disturbing. It's disturbing on a number of different levels. It's very self-serving and self-centered. It focuses on death and not on life. And it has thrown the towel in as far as the church's love for the world is concerned. And so until Christians love the world as God loves the world, we're not going to be salt. We won't be light. I wonder if you've noticed how salt has to have contact in order to have any kind of impact. In other words, salt that stays in a salt shaker like that isn't going to do any good whatsoever. That's how we Christians are. To follow Jesus, we have to make contact. The salt has to be poured out of the salt shaker. We need to know and love the people that God has placed around us. How well do you know your neighbors, your coworkers, your classmates? Do you know them well enough? to be able to speak Jesus into their lives. We need to love our corner of the world enough to change it, to renew it, to nurture it, to serve it. That's why when Jesus prayed the night before he died on the cross, he assured his father this, as you sent me into the world, so I send them into the world. In other words, Jesus was saying, through them, Father, through this ragtag bunch of followers that don't look like much, I'm going to shake the salt shaker and turn on the light. Think for a moment how that makes you feel. I remember there was an old New Yorker cartoon that has a wife saying to her husband, well, maybe we're not the salt of the earth, but we are the salt of the Upper East Side. have to admit she's feeling pretty good about herself. We sermon on the Mount Christians may not have an influence that extends all the way across the face of the earth, but we do have our own sphere. We have our, our own stage for the drama of the kingdom of God. We have our own playing field, an arena in which we are, in which you are, in which I am salt and light to the people that God has placed into our lives. There is an observation by a 12th century monk that's made the round in the church for, for years and years, for centuries. This is what he said. When I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to change the world, so I tried to change my nation. When I found I couldn't change the nation, I began to focus on my town. I couldn't change the town, and as an older man, I tried to change my family. Now, as an old man, I realize the only thing that I can change is myself. And suddenly I realized that if long ago I had changed myself, I could have made an impact on my family. My family and I could have made an impact on our town. Their impact could have changed the nation, and I indeed could have changed the world. So being salt and light begins inside each and every one of us. And so we pray tonight, we pray every day for the heart of a servant. We pray for open doors, for new opportunities for our witness. We we repent for salt that's still in the shaker like that and lights that are hidden under bushels. But mostly, mostly we spend time with Christ. We spend time with Jesus, being nurtured in his presence, reflecting on his sacrifice, gratefully receiving his love and his forgiveness. And all along, We long to know him more and more and more. And in knowing him, we become more and more who he says we are. We are salt and we are light. That is what he has declared us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.